listening to Good Guys Talk Back with your hosts, Nick Morowski and Pat Hester. Follow us on Twitter at Good Guys TV or on Facebook at Good Guys Talk Back. Hey Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, episode 66. It's Sunday, September 13th, and we're talking about our first place, Chicago White Sox. Welcome to a fan-centric blue-collar Chicago White Sox podcast. I am Nick Morawski, and I am not going to wait. I am bringing in my co-host, Pat Hester. Hello. My friend, we have uh, we've successfully Chicago has successfully swept away both Motor City Kitties, and uh, not that this is a Bears centric podcast by any means, sure. but yeah. very exciting, very exciting day. It's yeah. a great day in the city of Chicago, and it's even a better day to be a White Sox fan. And I'm going to tell you what, uh, uh, you know, good guys talk back listeners. If you want to uh, talk White Sox all the time, this is your place because. You know, it's going to get dominated with NFL football. So subscribe, listen, mm-hmm. tell your friends all about us. Please listen, because Nick and I are going to record as much as humanly possible as we go into the playoff run. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, we haven't even talked about that, but you took the words right out of my mouth uh, with some of these big series coming up. I think we owe ourselves and folks listening uh, to do a couple of these uh, each week uh, because it is getting uh, intense here. And, and you're right, man. This is not this podcast hasn't been going on for terribly long. This is our second full season, and and we thank you so much for continuing to follow and, and new listeners jumping on every week. You can subscribe to this podcast, and and every new episode will come in and, and spread the word to Sox fans. Uh, but it, it's going to be all Bears talk, even though we've got a first place team and in uh, a huge series coming up. Uh, but it is what it is, man, and. Uh, this team is, is, can almost do no wrong, uh, but as good fans as we are, we will nitpick at a few things, uh, but we have a ton to talk about, Pat. Uh, individually, uh, guys like Abreu and Anderson and Aloy, uh, to just the team uh, and what they're doing uh, to teams that they should be beating, uh, but also how they're doing it. And, uh, you know, again, this, this podcast is in its second full season, but it's never... I've been with a first place White Sox team. So this is the, this is the first time. And, and hopefully this ages well that we talk about uh, our White Sox at top of the division. Yeah. And you know, you talked about it a little bit uh, there, Nick, and how much fun is this team to just watch on a daily basis? Yeah. It is enjoyable. Yeah. This is like uh, you're dating your fiance before she's your fiance. Everything is fantastic. You, you love this person <laughs> to death and you just can't get enough of them. You get home from yeah. a date with them and you're texting them. Good night. I love you so much. Don't ever not talk to me sure. again. You're the best. Yeah. And this you is it's like euphoric. You yeah. Um, well, we, you and I mentioned it right before we, you know, we kind of went live with this. It, the pregame and the postgame are almost must, uh, must not miss. Uh, which, you know, I always enjoyed a good pregame. Uh, and Belton Bill, uh, I'm sure he's having a fun time wherever he is right now. <laughs> Uh, but it is really enjoyable what Chuck and Ozzy have got. And it's just, there, there's, you know, you, you love this team so much and you just want that pre-show to get you into 
the matchups and, you know, the numbers and Chris Kampka does a fantastic job. You're, you're getting a lot, uh, you know, with, with Comcast Sportsnet here, they're giving you as much as they can since, you know, fans can't be in the stadium. You take this game everywhere. You and I have both talked about how accessible it is. Yeah. Yeah. The, my team's app has been a savior for a guy like me with a, with a family and always on the go yeah. and, you know, practices or games here or there or getting kids in bed and you just kind of flip it on and you're, and you're watching the funniest thing though, Nick, for me as, as a father is uh, the, uh, the commercials that my kids know now and they recite yeah. and the bing, bang bong is, is popular in the house. The bing, bang, bong song. That, um, do you think that has taken over um, <laughs> the cars for kids is the most annoying? Uh, no, no, it's not cars for kids. It, it, there is nobody that will ever top cars for kids. That's a great cause. I, I don't ever understood giving a, a car to a kid, but you know, whatever, good for you and God bless <laughs> your charity. Uh, but no, that, that, that song. Is it, is, is it me or is there more cars with kids on the road? <laughs> you so, so, but this show is not about talking about the, the Tom time or bing, bang, bong, yeah. but uh, I love how, I love how that stock kind of taking a life of its own because mm-hmm. it shows that people are watching this team when you're, yeah. when you're critiquing or getting, or you're talking about the commercials that are on during a White Sox game, it means people have their eyeballs on their TV sets. And what a team uh, this is. I mean, we're going to get right into the state of the Sox here. Uh, 46 games uh, in the books. Uh, If you were thinking about what was going on last year at this time, uh, after 46 games, the Sox were 21 and 25. Uh, Our 2020 Sox, 30 and 16, uh, one of the best teams in the AL, first place in the Central by a game, eight and two in the last 10 games, a plus 77 run diff, which is best in the AL, and 15 and two against Detroit Ooh. and Kansas City this year. Wow. Dad. Well, Nick, we talked about it early on in the year. We'll have to run back what our, what our uh, preseason predictions were. I think I had about 35 wins for this team, but uh, the fact that we, we said it, it was a must that we had to drive these bottom feeding teams mm. that are in our division yeah. to the ground. And they listen. I mean, they must yeah. have been listening to the podcast and go, oh, okay, Nick and Pat have a good idea here. Let's do that. And they went out and did it. So God bless them. That's what you're supposed yeah. to do. Uh, you know, I, I think yeah. we, we've got a great opportunity coming up. I know we're going to talk a lot about twins coming up, but we've got a great opportunity mm-hmm. to have a good series. Regardless of how the season series ends up, you have to have a good series against the twins now. The Indians again coming up who are somewhat reeling right now. So forget about what happened previous. It doesn't matter now. You're in a great position. Just worry about taking care of business from this point forward. You can't change what happened in the past. Yeah, you know, uh, being the way that this season worked out, where we're playing the Central, both national and American primarily, and there's a lot of weak teams in the Central. Uh, You know, we're three and one against Pittsburgh. Um, we, we talked about, uh, you know, you've got the, these games, it's low hanging fruit, man, take them, yeah. uh, and, and don't look back and don't apologize because as we're finding out now, as the season is going on, Minnesota and Cleveland are not doing as well against Kansas. City. No, they're not. And, uh, they're not. And, and Kansas city's given them, Hey, Kansas city played us tough, yeah. but we have found ways to beat them down yeah. and, and not let them 
come back and give them confidence day after day. And, and you know what? Take the wins when you can, because if you can get a little bit of a lead, a little bit of the lead on guys uh, on teams like uh, the Twins in Cleveland, it's going to be helpful in these head-to-head matchups. Uh, like you know, tomorrow uh, this this huge four game series. Yeah, and and you know what? If you're you're a fan of the Indians or the Twins right now, and you look back at the games and the teams that you played that you didn't play well against, and you end up not winning this division, you're going to be kicking yourself. So you know, too bad for them. You know, you can you can go right to hell as far as I'm concerned. Twins and Indians. Yeah, exactly. and uh, and you didn't take care of business. You might have overlooked them and thought you were. Yeah. You know, too big for your britches. We got the twins coming in, who yeah. are are not the best. I don't. I, well, well, what are they on the road, Nick? I think you have it in here somewhere in the notes. You know, they're under five hundred yeah. on the road. They're like now thirteen on the road, which uh, is fairly surprising because uh, most above five hundred teams, uh, both in AL and NL, are above five hundred on the road. So it was a little surprising to see the twins playing as bad as they have been on yeah. the road, which. Uh, you know uh, that could be that could be good for us here. Third time's a charm, man. Uh, this is our third meeting with them. I like the pitchers that we have lined up. We'll go over in a little bit. You know what needs to be done different, but man, I am all kinds of excited uh, for for this. I, I you know, man, I, I almost want to take the day off work tomorrow and just. Why don't you? Uh, just I, I don't I'll, I I'll approve it. I'll I'll double stamp it for you. Take the day. You are always the first person I, I check would. in with. That's uh, always the best thing to do. Uh, this, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. The Sox are going to be uh, uh, playing October baseball. Magic number is like around six or something uh, to make the playoffs. But as you and I both have discussed, it's more about just getting in. I think it's about winning the division to have a little bit more control. And this team can win the division. Where we're talking right now after 46 games this isn't like, oh, I'm going to squeak in or it would just be nice to get into the playoffs. This team is built to win the division yeah. right now. Yeah, you got to – anybody in the tournament, as they say, can win it. And you're going to make – you're going to be a participant. So, you know, win this thing, man. And if you uh, if you watch the MLB Network, uh, Mark DeRosa put something out there recently on the MLB Network. And he talked a lot about the White Sox. And you look around that room mm-hmm. with the talent they have – and there's no reason yeah. why you couldn't make some noise or even win the damn thing. So, yeah, you know, yeah, they, uh, they, I mean, and they're, and they're getting new heroes almost every night. Um, and, and two of the guys that are just carrying this team and I wouldn't, I don't want to say carrying, but they're, they're, they're carrying a load. Um, it's Anderson and Abreu. And I want to pick your brain in just a moment and and who you are with in in the MVP talk. Both these guys are getting MVP chatter uh, locally and and really nationally. Abreu maybe a little bit more nationally, but but Abreu is just, he he seems to be on a mission right now. I mean, he's sat through six really rough seasons of bad White Sox teams. And he's seen a lot of drama and he has also uh, been involved uh, and now finishing a rebuild and he, he signed an extension in the off season. And this guy he comes into this today's game tops and RBI tops and hits one home run behind trout for the lead in the AL top five and average. I mean, Anderson is making a case as well. I mean, Anderson is, is, is leading the league again in average. He's second in hits behind Abreu. 
who do you who do you have right now? Uh, if if you had to give an AL MVP, uh, Bray or Andrew? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. It's going to be awfully hard to if you're if you have a vote for MVP and, and you're looking at it every year. You could probably write down Mike Trout, right? You could just say, okay, I'm going to mail it in. It's Mike Trout. How often is Mike Trout on a winning team? He's not on one this year. I mean, the Angels aren't Absolutely. going anywhere. Right. The the right. reason why, and not the only reason why. But one of the big reasons why this White Sox team is what is what they are is because you've got a number three hitter that is punishing pitching right now and 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 mm-hmm. is the leader of the team. Everybody's following him. He's on a winning team. You the numbers stack up against Trout. Why the heck wouldn't you give the MVP to this guy? There is no reason yeah. in, in my mind that it shouldn't be, you know, a brave. And I and I love the TA conversation in that. I, I guess, um, you know, T.A. is just turning into a professional hitter. There, there's just, mm, it, no doubt. The, yeah. Last year, you could, and I think they talked about in the broadcast today about the, you know, what he used to be just an athlete and, you know, he was what he was and he just flashed last year. He has turned himself into quite the, a, a ball player and, and he is by far, <laughs> by far the best shortstop in Chicago. So you can just end that debate right now. And, yeah, I agree. and he's he's one of the best players in all of baseball, but I, yeah, man, it's I guess it's hard because T.A. does so much at the top of the lineup to get you know get the thing moving you know get the train moving. Mm-hmm. He's always on base. He's he's a threat to steal when he is on base. I mean, it's just exciting to have two. You know, I'll, I mean, you're splitting hairs if you're talking MVP, and there's two guys on your own team that are that are you know, viable for that. Yeah, it, it's just that these are the nitpicky things that uh, Sox fans, we as fans, have not had an opportunity to discuss over the last eight years, yeah. you know. And, and now not only do we have a first-place team in September, but we can go through uh, the minutia of well, what player is the best and what player is going to actually get the AL MVP yeah. award. Uh, those are fun conversations. In my mind, it's a Abreu uh, just because, you know, leading in RBIs, leading in home runs, those are – you know, those are favorable numbers in the MVP conversation. Um, top five and average doesn't hurt. Uh, I, I just, you know, he's a beast. He's on a mission. And this hasn't been him all season long. Man, he started slow again. And we had some discussions about Abreu, about moving him down in the lineup. And, you know, we, he just cannot start slow. But he has made up for it with the way he's been playing the last seven games. And, uh, you know, Credit to Anderson, four hits uh, on Saturday. He had a couple more hits today on Sunday. I mean, he's hitting maybe north of 360 right now. Uh, it's just really impressive uh, who we have to really stir things up. And Mankata played well today. And, and another guy that is not going to be in the MVP conversation this year, but will be in, in very soon is Aloy. And what is he, like, you know, six for nine or something? in his last few games, a punishing, punishing swing uh, that put them uh, in the lead on Friday night. He hit a home run. He had no business of hitting. If you guys were watching the game, you know, Pat and I, I think we were chatting about this the other day. Uh, it, it, it was a three-run home run to give the Sox the lead on a night that the offense wasn't really clicking. And it, was a, it looked like a slider, like at his chin. Yeah. And he clubbed it deep into left center the absolute prettiest right-hand swing i think of baseball right now you can say that and and it's just 
it's just amazing that he's almost overlooked on this team. You you kind of forget about him. Yeah. And then, yeah. oh, here's the next wave. Yeah. Mankata hasn't yeah. really, he's been quiet because of the COVID and maybe the legs. And now he's starting to swing it. Brother, I'm telling yeah. you, that's why when I go back again, we talked about predictions. What, do you, what were you most looking forward to like before the season started? And I talked about this mm-hmm. lineup. And, and this lineup, honestly, has still not clicked on all cylinders because you've mm-hmm. had guys in and out of the lineup with right. different little injuries here or there or whatever. And, and, they've, and they've done this. It's just, it's, yeah. it's like, again, it's awesome to watch on an everyday basis. And when they have two days off, like they had this past week, they need it. I understand that. But my God, it's like, oh, I really miss White Sox baseball today because they're off. Yeah, I, uh, I I found myself glued in on that Tom Seaver 300 win game on Thursday that uh, uh, NBC Sports uh, Chicago played, which was a really fun game to watch to see, you know, Gian, I think it was his first year with the Sox in 85 and Baines out there playing some outstanding right field and and Fisk behind the plate. And uh, it was a fun game to watch. It's a different type of game than, than we're used to. And, and, you know, 2020 and even years before the way the game was played, but I just wanted some more white Sox baseball and good on them for airing that game. It was yeah, fun to watch. Yeah. I, I, I did not catch that, but I, <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't have, time I didn't, uh, I didn't have time. For, yeah. But I, I commend anybody that did and good on, on, uh, uh, on the network for putting it on and, and uh, good for you for watching it and giving me, you know, uh, you got a little bit of Hawk in, in your day and then there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, a young Hawk playing kind of second fiddle to Don Drysdale, which was really interesting. Yeah. You know, Hawk was the, the main man in that broadcast, uh, but a very feisty Hawk. And uh, sure enough, you got some yes oh, conversation wow. out of well, a little bit more relevant in that in that broadcast probably than correct than it was uh, four yeah. years ago. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, we talked about the highs here, and there's a lot to talk about. There is so much to feel good about with this team, but um, a guy that you know is, is slumping. He had a, he had a day off today. Luis Robert is uh, is slumping a bit, and it could be you know he's. <laughs> He's young. He's human. This is his first year playing Major League Baseball. Uh, but it could be a, another reason we'll get to in a second. Uh, Robert, in his last seven games, uh, hitting 160, slugging 160, zero home runs and one uh, RBI. Um, lately, and, and almost for a while now, seems like for the last week and a half, Robert has uh, been protected. And we talked about, I think, this on the last episode, protected by Mazzara. Mazzara is hitting right after Robert. And I feel like some of uh, Robert's slumping is the effects of a horrible hitter hitting after you. Um, you are given, you are giving non-hittable pitches because that pitcher is like, I'm not going to mess yeah. with you. I'd rather, I'd rather pitch to Mazzara. He's a joke. And that's who's hitting after you. I'm going to give you trash. Yeah. Why am I going to do anything good to hit? And Robert sometimes doesn't make it uh, too difficult on himself because he swings at the first pitch, no matter where yeah. it's going to go. Uh, but he also is a good two strike hitter. Uh, but, you know, if I'm a pitcher, I'm not giving you anything in the zone. You know, thoughts yeah, on that? I'll, I'll, I'll put it more on a rookie slumping. Uh, I, I'll put, a, I'll, sure. I'll, I'll, can I put some in column A and some in column B, but more, yeah, yeah, you have can, to. You can I put more in column A 
still a young hitter in this league. You know, he's only had how many games are we into the season? 40, 40, 40. This is his 46th major league game. Uh, or it would have been, you know, it will be eventually he didn't play today. And it also, I mean, it's nice to give the kid a little bit of a breather, right? You, you need a break against a, a bad Detroit team. It's a good spot for him to get some rest before a very important series. Get his head right. I'm not worried about the kid, though, man. He just looks like he gets it. It's it, To me, it's, he's got the look and he's got the feel of, all right, I'm in a bad spot right now, but I know I'm going to get out of it because I've got, the no world question. of talent. Uh, but, you know, Mazzari is a joke. He's a complete, utter joke. And I sent you this morning as I was thinking about, because this is how crazy I am in the morning, I'm thinking about what could have been in right field. Yes, they did. I love that. And, and I'm, looking at, I'm looking at a Nick Castellanos and what he's doing with the Reds. And, and that could have been a guy we could have signed. And it wouldn't have to trade anything. You just could have signed him. Uh, I look back at a, at a Bryce Harper, which would have cost you a lot of money, mm-hmm. but Mm-mm-mm-mm. but Mm-mm. you know you know it's going to be a, a solid guy in right that field. One, that one gives you yeah, so. for years to come. Sure. And, and Ozuna, yeah. and Ozuna, I believe has twelve home runs. Marcelo sure. Ozuna has twelve home runs with north of three hundred yeah. hitting. Yeah, and yeah. all he would have, and that was a big talk. Like there was, you know, people yeah. obviously we talked about this before about guys just wanting to tweet things out, be, be first on things. I mean, he was supposed to be yeah. a White oh, Sox, yeah. according to somebody. He was. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I look at those three guys, and maybe not the Bryce Harper. That's more pie in the sky. That's, you know, 300 and something million dollars and, you know, million years on a contract, whatever. But I look at the other two guys. That would have been a better option every day. Could you imagine? No, I'm not going to say that. It'd be, it, every, you can't have everybody in your lineup be Hall of Famers, right? But. My God, understand how much better even would we be if we had a, a real right fielder? And you know, yeah. it's like, good lord, yeah. I could twelve more, twelve home runs out of Marcelo Zuna. That's twelve more yeah. home runs than Mazzara has. So, you know, it, it's these are the things that um, you know. You, hey, Sox are sixteen. You know, let's just enjoy it. Yeah, but if you want to get to that next level, it's going to be winning series against Minnesota and Cleveland, proving that you can do that against damn good teams. But it's also, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And, and then with your offense, think about it. Games on the line, runners on, and Mazzara comes up. I got zero confidence in yeah. him. You know? And that's the guy that we're running out because we're facing a lot of right-handed pitching. That's the matchup that that's better than maybe taking a risk with angle, who I think is a far better hitter this year, much better than Mazzara. And you're losing nothing with the glove and right field. I mean, you and I are both high on angle uh, over Mazzara. I, I just, what, okay, so what's going, what are you doing moving forward down the stretch? Do we stay with Mazzara heading into October? I think at this point you, well, no, I mean, I think you eventually can. you have to go to angle on, on more of an everyday basis. And if you want to play the matchup game once in a while and bring a lefty in or, or bring him off the bench and maybe, you know, the God will look good down on, on him for one day and he, he pops one out in a pinch hit home run situation. But I, I just don't see that happening. So uh, yeah, October is not the time for him to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, Mazzara. And, Sometimes I think we uh, are saying, well, how come, how come this, this guy 
can't do this. Well, maybe he just can't. We're asking him to do something that he just can't right now. And for whatever reason, he got off to a very slow start. He was sick at the beginning of our, of the season and his timing, he claimed everything's off. You know, the, the scouting report on him is out and pitchers are following it to a T sliders that bite in on his knee and break into his, uh, you know, into his hands he is missing by half a foot. He can't lay off of it. And they keep, you know, they will, and they will keep sending that your way yeah. until you prove them otherwise. Yeah. Um, you know, again, he will get a hit every now and then, but man, that that's not what we brought him in here. For. Nick, I, I, I got you. I got you right here. Okay. Let's, let's look a little bit into 2021. Here's, here's sure. some outfielders that are free agents this coming year. Okay. All right. uh, and I'll take, I think I've looked at this and I'll look at every single one of these guys over what we got. You got George Springer, Ioannis Cespedes, Michael Brantley, Jack Peterson, Jackie Bradley Jr., Jay Bruce, and if he wants to opt out, Giancarlo Stanton. But I don't think that's going to happen. But, uh, you know, you, you've got some viable people that are out there. Yeah. And Options. I feel like Jack Peterson is supposed to be coming to the White Sox like a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I heard that name. So, times. you know, there's some guys that are going to be available again in free agency if you want to go out and pay a little money. That, you know, again, might be not be the perfect match as far as left-handed power. But, you know, I, I'll, I have zero left-handed power right now in Mazzara. I have zero. Nothing. Okay. The, the, right. Okay. So, those, and those, those are interesting names. And um, I think it's going to have to come outside of the organization. You're not going to try to convert, I don't think, some guy. Uh, you're not going to convert Vaughn to be a right fielder. Uh, you're not going to convert McCann, even though it's fun to think about. McCann is going to get paid probably starting catcher money somewhere, maybe. Uh, I, again, that's a whole other conversation. If he actually comes back, I'd love to see him, but I, I just don't know if the Sox are going to be able to afford him or if he really wants to, to play second fiddle. Anyway, thinking about last year and the disaster of bringing in Alonzo and John Jay for obvious reasons to try to entice Machado to take a cheaper deal or whatever, you eventually – stopped the Alonzo experiment. You realized, well, it was a mistake to bring this guy in here. He's a dumpster fire. He's not doing anything, really. Let's just move on. Yeah. Cut our losses and move on. I don't understand why we can't do that with Mazzara and just say, hey, we thought we were getting something. We are actually in this in a serious way. This guy is not going to be the death of us. We're going with a guy that's been around who's playing pretty good baseball in angle. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Nick. That I, why, okay, so I, let me double down on that and say that's why I don't think Ricky necessarily has the autonomy to make a lineup like we think he does. I sometimes feel like the front office is telling Ricky, play Mazzara, play Mazzara. We want to see what this guy can do. Yeah, Nick, I don't know. I don't subscribe as much as that conspiracy theory, although. No. It's a crazy theory. I know I, it is. Although I do think in this day and age, the front offices have more of a say on an everyday lineup and how they want the team to go out on the field than maybe they did 10 years ago. And it, it could be a lot of the reason why you don't see a lot of the big name, you know, high price managers anymore in baseball. You see these, these guys that are, are cheap and they're going to listen to the front office. So maybe you've got a good point there because I'll tell you what, if Ozzie Gann was the manager of this team, it, it would maybe wouldn't be this way because he wouldn't let anybody tell him what to do. 
He'd say, this is my, well, you've got me the guys, that's fine, but I'm going to play the guys that are giving me the best chance to win. Yeah, I, I hope, man, I, I hope that's the case. Um, I, it's just, I'm just scratching my head and, and everybody's scratching their head, you know, uh, on, on why this guy keeps getting thrown out there. And, and I just think going down the stretch now, Hey, that was fun. Okay. Mazzaro figured out, well, he's not, and he is hiding in plain sight because we're winning despite it. Yeah. But eventually when it gets down to the playoffs, we're playing against all competitive teams, the, the Kansas cities, the Pittsburgh's, the Detroit's, they're gone. They're not on our schedule. Yeah. You really want Mazzara up in critical situations when we need runs, when we, when we have guys on, I, I think not. Yeah. I, I don't think so, Nick. I, I'm with you. Uh, it's kind of, you want to, you want to get Mazzara some at bats to see if maybe he can find something, but he can't play every day. He just, he just flat out can't play every day. And I know that Adam Engel yeah. is, is probably more of a, utility guy because he's proven it otherwise he'd be he would be playing every day there's got to be a reason but i'll tell you what i feel more comfortable with him at the plate uh than i do mazara and i definitely feel more comfortable with him in right field than i do mazara so yeah. it should equate yeah. into angle playing every day yeah uh I'll, I'll be watching closely in this in this minnesota series if they go with the traditional matchups or if they come to their senses and realize you know what Screw it. You know, Minnesota is going to be throwing some, some righties. I'm still going to put angle in. We'll, we'll see. Um, you know, uh, the, the Sox are riding into this, to this Minnesota series, which is confidence, pure confidence. Uh, and it's great. They don't have to go anywhere. They don't have to leave anywhere. They can wait for Minnesota to come to them. Uh, a guy that really, I think benefited from a Detroit series was Lopez yesterday. Um, and you were high on Lopez before yesterday's game. You and I talked, I was low. I'll admit it, man. I didn't think much of him. And uh, he still has to prove a lot to me before I have confidence in him. But I was, I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised. Five innings, three hits, one walk, two strikeouts, zero runs. Um, Lopez has feasted on Detroit in the past. You know, playing these types of teams, it's kind of nice to get back. You know, it's almost a slump buster for yeah. a pitcher. Yeah, he just looked he looked like he had a different presence on the mound to me. You know, he just looked like. Well, he attacked. He, he was, first pitch fastball yep. or a first pitch strike, I'm sorry, usually with his fastball. But he got ahead of counts. Yeah. And, and he was getting maybe the benefit at the times, but he had that high breaking pitch that just seemed to nip the yeah. top of the zone that it was getting yeah. called a strike. And it was for the most part. But, you know, though that's the pitch that it's it, before it didn't seem or in games, you know, previous, maybe they'll, you know, they'll, they'll obviously the last uh, couple of games this year and, and then in last year. I mean, he's leaving that wide and left and now it was hitting the zone. So, you know, it's a mm-hmm. good building block. Uh, I want a free cup of coffee off of you for that, for him making it through three innings. So that was great. I, I'll get you a pastry as well. Oh, I think. man. Well, can you get I didn't think he was going to get spice? out. Of I'll take a. Pumpkin spice something and a, and a big hot coffee. Uh-huh. Um, well, I think, yeah, we'll have to get together. And we do need to get back to recording in person. I, I think uh, when, the, when the playoffs start, for sure, you're going to have to come over here to Bridgeport okay. and uh, record in the uh, the dungeon in the basement here in the sanctum. Well, you are my boss, so I, got, I mean, if that's an order, I, guess, <laughs> I mean, you are the, the host, so. Um, but no, it was, it was great to see. It was great to see again. I talked about it last time when he was, you know, when he was pitching and he was pitching bad, 
He's got zero movement on that fastball. It's got life, but it's just right down the Broadway. He yeah. had that nice little cut to his fastball yesterday, or uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, uh, yeah. yesterday yeah. that we just haven't seen, and and it was nice to see it again. So nice building block game, and it would be great to see that again. Another repeat report, uh, performance of that. Uh, he doesn't have to go, you know, uh, scoreless, but I mean, eat some innings up, be, you know, have competitive pitches out there right they talk about that a lot in the broadcast mm-hmm. you know pitches that are competitive that are, are in or close to the zone that are enticing guys to swing and miss bats when they are swinging so yeah it, it's uh you know it's the pitcher not a thrower yeah you're not just aiming you've got a game plan and uh you know you, your stuff has to be also working for you and trust your uh, trust your catcher now he's going to miss the minnesota twins uh thankfully but uh, he might line up to pitch against the Reds next weekend, which, you know, the Reds are a scuffling team. Um, I don't think too highly of them. Uh, that might not be a bad start for him either. No, that'll be a good spot for him. The Reds were very highly touted like we were at the beginning of the season, like oh, they're up and coming. They might be a year ahead of schedule or two years ahead of schedule in their rebuild. So they've had a tough year, and it, you got to take advantage of, of a team that's obviously underperformed and quite frankly might be packing it into the year. You know, they might be like, okay, this is, but kick them while they're down. Don't give them any kind of life and feel good about building off your last uh, performance against another, you know, not so great Reds team. Uh, a guy we saw today that I don't think uh, very many people thought, uh, including myself, we would see throw for the socks. Uh, Jonathan Stever a draft pick in 2018, uh, fifth or sixth rounder, uh, played as much as high A ball um, and nothing after that, and, and gets the nod to start the game today. He gave us uh, three and two-thirds, two hits, one earned run, three strikeouts, two walks. Shaky in the first, man, could not uh, find the strike zone, some nerves. But, boy, he settled down, and he's got some movement on that fastball. What did you see with him? You know what? I saw a guy, and, I, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, Nick, I, I missed the first inning because I was, uh, I was, still, I was still praying for uh, Mitch Trubisky to get out of his own way. And so I tuned in a little bit late. But the innings that I saw, I saw a very – I mean, he seemed composed. Yeah. He had some great control. And I, I really like what I saw. I mean, he was – he was painting out there. So, yeah, you know, yeah. another guy that's in our system, we, we seem to be able to find pitchers and, and develop them properly. And I really enjoyed what I saw out of this kid. Now it does not mean that the next start he has is going to be like this. He's obviously growing pains, a very young pitcher, but yeah. you know, to me, like we, I mentioned it to you before we got on the air and it's, now you're in this area of with Keuchel, you know, fighting the, the back and he'll probably come back and be fine for the, you know, Minnesota series. But in these situations, it's like, just kind of fill in the blanks, give us some good innings. And in the past, when we've had to fill in the blanks, it was with guys like a Dylan Covey. And right. thank the Lord that we don't yeah. have that situation currently. Yeah. Uh, hundred uh, percent. I mean, uh, guys like Jonathan Stever have haunted us as an organization in years past where we would face a guy we've never seen before who's making his MLB debut. And you might've just said, you know what? I'm not even going to watch tonight's game because the sacks are going to do nothing against this guy. And now the, the script has been flipped and we're throwing guys like Foster and Hoyer and, and Stever and Dunning who are making their MLB debuts. And there's more on that list and there's probably more to come. 
uh, shortly, and and we are making other teams look a fool. And yeah. it's a damn good feeling, and it's a tribute to this organization what has happened since 2016. Yeah. Oh, what a feeling when you're dancing on the ceiling. So. <laughs> I, uh, I agree. Uh, <laughs> um, it but feel good. It, uh, it was a, it was a great day for him. What a, what a great uh, opportunity for a young kid that probably didn't think he was going to pitch in the majors uh, this year or anytime soon. And he gets the opportunity and he sees it and, you know, he gives the Sox something to think about when they're going to need, again, a fill in the blank type of day. And, and uh, you know, he's not going to make the postseason roster, but you know, it was a great for today and maybe it's for his next one or two starts that he's got to be available for. You know, sometimes, uh, and just to kind of, I don't know, man, play not even devil's advocate, but just to play a different side of this, perhaps sometimes it is interesting to show off some of your riches to other teams. Oh yeah, for sure. I've got this guy in our system in case you might want to make a deal in the off season. Yeah. Now, now you're going to have to come at me with some, you know, some pretty damn good talent. But just wanted to show this to you, everybody. Yeah, it's yeah. Detroit, and uh, we've been beating Detroit pretty soundly. But uh, look at this guy. You know, yeah. we've got others. Sometimes it's nice to show that card every now and then uh, as the fall approaches. Yeah, you show a little leg and you take it right back. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, he looked damn good in the 83s, and uh, I'm excited to see what happens with this guy. Um, just another solid arm that we're seeing. Um, this Minnesota series, Pat, uh, you know, words can't describe how big it is. Uh, the Sox haven't been in postseason play since 2008. Uh, in 2012, there were some really big series towards the end of that season. Um, Sox lost 10 to 12 down the stretch in 2012 to Cleveland and Detroit. Uh, they had the lead. They had, they, they were in first place in that season, 126 days. I think people forget about that. it was a damn good season. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the last few weeks of the season, uh, came to haunt them. And, and this is where we're dealing with right now with this Sox team. Now I I'm confident they're not even going to, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to make noise in the playoffs, but to do that, you, you've got to beat and win this Minnesota series. I, I'm saying you've got to take three out of four. If you mm. don't take three out of four, I feel like it leaves a really bad taste in your mouth. And there's some doubt in your head of, well, can we hang with the good teams? You know, yeah. the defensive division champs. If you take three out of four, you not only prove to yourself, well, we've flipped, we've, you know, the tide has, has changed here, but it also sends a message to teams like uh, Minnesota and Cleveland, oh, now they can also beat good teams. Shit, we're in for yeah. a problem. Yeah, I, I'd say I hear you there, Nick. I, I'm more on the side of, you know, I, I want to split. And, and maybe that's like the, the coward's way of thinking of, you know, I'll be happy with a split because they're not going to gain anything on us uh, in the series as far as games go. So I'm, I'm really looking for the split. But um I, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like the last series against Minnesota, we came out and trounced them in the first game. We lost the second game, you know, by by Heartbreak. one. It's a tough game. Yeah. So I mean, we competed with them for two out of three games. We very easily could have won that second game and won that series. Would have had a different feel coming out of there than we did. But 
man, I, I'm, I hear you. I'd love it. I mean, sign me up right now if it happens. But. Well, look at who you've got going. You've got um, Cease tomorrow. You've got Dunning on Tuesday. Giolito on Wednesday. And then Keuchel, hopefully, for that day game on yeah. Thursday. I'm, so it's like building up, right? It's like, okay, here's this, and then we're going to punch in, punch it again. And we, got our, we got our best going towards the end of the series. So maybe, maybe it does work out in that way. Um, but I, I'm like, okay, let's continue to knock days off the calendar and knock that magic number down and don't let them gain any ground in the division. Well, I, I agree with you, you know, after the, I mean, I agree that a split would be palatable. I I would be unhappy with it, but it it would be far better than what has happened in the last two series with Minnesota. And, you know, I thought last series was really our time to take two out of three from them. We were playing different baseball, but now we're really playing different baseball. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we've been feasting on weaker teams, but you know, the, the way they've been playing, I think it plays against, you know, competitive teams, too. And that's just, you know, me being very positive and optimistic about the Sox team. Uh, but things have to change. You just can't say it. Even though we've got we've got some studs we're throwing out there, you can't pitch to Cruz. You can't be doing the same stuff you've been doing with Cruz. You can't give Minnesota four outs in an inning because they will beat you. Yeah, Nick, I, I couldn't agree with you more because you, you've been booting the ball a little bit lately and, mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot of errors have kind of piled up, multiple errors in a game. So we can't, we got to cut out the, you know, you, you can't give a good offense team like the Twins multiple opportunities. So cut that out of the equation right there. And crew, I mean, right now, are you going, you might be facing him like uh, a la Barry Bond. Yeah. And when he's yeah. seven plus home runs and yeah. you, you just put up four fingers and say, go ahead and take your base because you're just going to kill us anyway. So, yeah. I, and, and, and why are you going to run up our pitchers pitch count? Just take your, take your base, sir. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate everything you've done for us by killing us every time you play us. So just, you know, there you go. He's so in the, uh, Those are the keys to the series in my mind. Yeah. He's in the MVP conversation as a DH. Um, and it just seems like this guy will beat us any which way from a home run to a double in the gap off the wall to a, to a clutch single. And, you know, the way the twins have always been feisty, they've got guys that can capitalize on errors. If we give them extra, they will make us pay. And so those were the takeaways from at least game three of the last series, but Cruz, it's been the entire season and even last year. So I'm very careful with that guy. Uh, maybe not intentionally walking, but for pitching around. Yeah. Yeah. You know, pitch around him. I, I'm all for the intentional walk. I don't care if he's got runners on intentionally walking because he's going to kill us anyway. So yeah. it does. And it doesn't seem like it matters where you pitch him. You pitch him away. He's going to yeah. just, he's going to slap that ball in the right field. Not even slap it. He's going to drive it in the right field. Yeah. And it's going to go to the wall. So yeah, I, I have no interest in, in pitching to him. And, you know, I'll, I'll let the next guy up beat me, not him. It's one of the strongest schedules, uh, the toughest schedules uh, down the stretch. Uh, speaking of what the Sox have on their hands, uh, this huge series with Minnesota. Um, I don't want to say a breather, but you, you can you can look at uh, Cincinnati as just maybe take a breath. But you still have to keep your foot on the gas because you got Cleveland coming up. And then, of course, that that big series with Chicago with the Cubs. But. 
you know, it, the Cubs series could be a little bit different. You know, if we've wrapped up the division, maybe we're looking to get our rotation in order. The Cubs most likely will have their division already wrapped up. So maybe they're not even really taking that series too seriously. And, and they're getting their rotation. So we thought that that series was going to be um, very, it's still going to be intense, but it, because of how well the Saxon and Cubs have been playing, it might, it might be different if you know what I mean. Uh- yeah, I think it's I think it's a lot of what you saw today, Nick, and it's it's giving guys rest that that need a rest here or there throughout the entire series, not just for one game. Yeah. And it might be it might be guys like Stever that get an opportunity to pitch mm. just to set yeah. your rotation up because if it was a situation where you're playing, uh, if you're playing the Cubs, maybe to knock them out of the playoffs because you know that that means something because you might face them in the World Series. Oh my God. You know, stop me for even thinking that. But oh. I, I mean, if you have an op- if it was a series where you have an opportunity to knock them out, which it's not going to be, then yes, you go all in. In this situation, you know, it's not that important to, you know, pl- again, health and setting up your t- rotation is more important than you know playing some meaningless games and trying to beat the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've we've wanted to beat the Cubs in meaningless games before, just for. Yeah, that that doesn't really mean anything right now when yeah. you're actually going into playoffs. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and and I'm going to be interested to see how this plays out over the next two weeks, uh, approaching that series. Uh, but first things first, it's Minnesota. Uh, a player, uh, Pat, that you are looking for the socks. Uh, you're looking to see this guy uh, not only uh, do well, but you're feeling they're going to have a good series. I'll look for Robert. I mean, we talked about it before. He's struggling recently, yeah. but it doesn't seem like anything yeah. phases this guy. And he's had little bitty slumps here and there throughout the season. Mm-hmm. And then he's just come back with a vengeance. So I will look for Robert to have a, a great turnaround after a day off and, and really shine mm-hmm. when the lights are brightest. Yeah. I, I, I like that pick because uh, we saw a little bit of it the last few series, especially the second series. He did some damage uh, against Minnesota. Um, I, I'm going to say that Abreu is going to make a, make a real push for the MVP this series, and it's going to galvanize a little bit. He's going to have a huge series, I'm thinking, because uh, he also knows what's at stake here. Uh, he knows that uh, he has not been on a division-winning team. It's been six long years for this guy, and he wants it. And, and I think he's going to step up, and he's going to say, get on my back. Help out, but get on my back. I'm taking us through this series. All right. I like it. I, 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 don't see any reason why, <laughs> I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be able to do that because he's been able to do it for the majority of the year. Yeah. And he's carried this team, even though it's not carrying a team that he's the only one doing it. It's, he's just leading right. it. He's, he's leading the team, yeah. that's for sure. He's got he's got he's got support yep. and uh, maybe one of the reasons why he's been able to flourish. But uh, I think we're going to start saying goodbyes. This is we could go on for hours, uh, Pat, you and I um, always a treat, man, to talk socks, especially after a sweep of Detroit, a first place a conversation. Uh, hopefully we can do this um uh, soon, maybe even later this week. You never know, Nick. I'm always available when I'm even though even except when I'm not available. I'm available. Well, that, that, uh, that makes sense. Um, that makes sense to me. Well, I'll check in on your availability. Uh, who knows? We might have to do an emergency podcast after this twin. Series. That's what happens when uh, you watch enough Sox baseball, you start to talk like Steve stone and say things that don't, you know, just say things. Yeah, things. That was my nonsense. best Steve stone for you, right? Yeah, there. it was. 
Uh, we, we really appreciate you tuning in uh, to some Sox chatter. You can find this podcast anywhere you find your podcast. Subscribe, and every new episode will come right into your inbox. Spread the word. Give it a rating, especially if you enjoyed what you hear. Uh, it helps other Sox, finds, uh, Sox fans find us. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at GoodGuysTV and on our Facebook page, Good Guys Talk Back. For Pat Hester, I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.